six, seven, eight. Hi, this is Jason Black, and this is Nick Westray. This is For the Girls Podcast. This is a podcast for everyone who believes in divas. This is a pod- this is a podcast only for the lonely divas. This is a queer stan podcast, uh, and we're celebrating our dark ladies. This is also just a queer, gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender fan podcast. For you don't have to be a full stan. You can just be a fan of mermaids. You can be a fan of moonstruck ladies. You can be a fan of Jesse James. You can this be- is an LGBTQ plus podcast for people who have listened to music a couple of times, and that music possibly could include a woman in it. We're coming right We're at you Everyone's with welcome. some fresh takes. Everyone's so welcome. So Everyone's iconic welcome. I intro. Love, I love how you are now starting just with your name so you don't forget it. <laughs> like before the name of the podcast is your name. Because we so often forget to say our names. And then people write in and they're like, who the fuck was that? Which is weird because I was love that Jude Law and Clive Owen hosting that podcast. I love hearing my name like... I love when I hear someone just say Jason for some reason. It's so thrilling to me. And I still am, and I still don't think this is actually a wrong assumption. And I've heard other Jasons talk about this. Jason is not a common name. Okay. Bitch. <laughs> it is. It, I mean, it's vaguely Alexander, common. Statham, Robert Brown. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Those are all first names to me, right? Statham is someone's first name. Um, no, it's not. It's not common. So yes, I love. I love to hear it when I get a chance. So yeah, I'm going to so say Jay, it all the what, time. What are we? That what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about me. We're talking about my show, the Jason Show. Just kidding. We're coming at you, kids. Only with, for fans of Jason Black. Yeah, you know, the Jason Show. We're coming at you, kids, with a real fresh and current take on. Um, I'm in New York City with Nikki, and we saw. The, the Share Show. show. Yay. Yay. Um, super props to whoever set up the digital lottery for the Share Show. Um, because it was super easy and we got basically house seats. We were in the center of the orchestra and it was fucking awesome. Y'all, little secret, digital digital lottery. Actually, strike that. It's so hard. Never try the digital lottery. No, because then it's going to be harder for you're, us to get You're it. right. Y'all, digital lottery is like a maze that you're going to sell your You'll soul never for. figure it out. Don't try it. Leave but it we, to the professionals. We did it. But we also, um, before we get into the Share Show and all of our thoughts thereof, the Share Show is a Broadway musical based on the life of Share. in case you didn't know that or couldn't figure that out. or No, but some people aren't in New York or they live in other countries and they don't know that currently on Broadway is The Share Show. And this week is yeah. the closing of The Share Show. And we just want to say congrats to all the fucking awesome, talented people who made The Share Show, including Cher. Diva herself, Cher. Yeah. Cher, yeah. Cher's congrats, been... Cher. You made a musical of your life. Yeah, Cher's been real involved in the musical of her life, uh... Trey Suprise. Yeah. <laughs> Kel Suprise. Trey Suprise. <laughs> I say Trey. So it's kind of crazy that we host a gay, uh, a podcast about gay diva fans and haven't talked about Cher yet. This is our 30th episode. Wow. And we still haven't talked about 
share yet, and, which is crazy. And we're going to give you kids a little tea because we did tr- we did try. So uh, Nikki and I had we did some test episodes. Yeah. yeah. So when you when we start a podcast, when you you're going to say when you so when, when you begin your podcast, podcast, you when you get the notice in the mail that you haven't started a podcast yet, so you have to, or the government's going to garnish your wages. In my book, How to Start a Podcast, <laughs> you you need to do some test episodes to see if it works. Yeah, but we had like a little process. We um we definitely did a lot of test episodes that failed that failed spectacularly kind of like the episodes we've released that have <laughs> yeah, failed spectacularly yeah. but only worse than that if you can imagine yeah they, if you can imagine worse episodes than our worst episodes we well, made them we made, and, and you know i think it was just really us just getting comfortable with the medium and kind of understanding what our voices our voices were in recording stuff you know we were so used to just kind of flying off the hinge with ourselves and having our own opinions um, and, you know, not thinking that everyone in the world was listening to it as they are now, as are right. millions of people. Now that some, the legions so. of battle angels we yep. are now um, responsible to, um, and that's all of you. And so one of our tests, one of the test episodes that we did was, I, I, I was like, Nikki, it's current. Cher came out with an album of ABBA songs. Yes. Because obviously she was in Mamma Mia 2. Um, so I was like, oh, we... we Let's re- let's do an. We, I was like, here's a test. Let's do an album review, right? But we also kind of tried to do Cher's biography, or at least I did. So it was kind of a mix of me reading Cher's Wikipedia <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and then us trying to talk about the album. And it went a little bit like this: What do you think about the song Fernando? Oh, I I think Fernando's a bop. It was really I, fun. I like it too. And then that was like the whole thing, which is, <laughs> and we just, and then we would go to song number four, and we were just like, "What do you think about this one?" It was, I can imagine this one as the club. Yeah. I actually deleted it. I don't even. Have oh, you it don't? Anymore. No. Oh, wow. no, sad. we can't release it on our B sides for you. I'm sorry. Oh. But it also went into this thing that we've been talking about and that we're interested in, which is there's a difference between a stan and a fan and an enthusiast, and. I think so much on the internet now, everyone's like, oh, we have to stand. We stand. We stand. Like anything. Like anything with like a fierce woman in it. Like gay Twitter is like, we must stand. And you're like, okay, great. Like I get that it's becoming a kind of, it's already. Not even a woman. The people like, I stand for wood wood paneling. Like (laughs) everyone stands for anything now. I stand eggshell paint on my walls. And you're like, okay, great. But that's not actually what standing is. And since this is a podcast about fandom, we just wanted to say that. <laughs> like, we stand Bette Midler. Like, that is obvious. And I maybe stand, like, two other artists. Like, I also stand Whitney, and I also stand Elaine Stritch. But And in the energy, I mean, there, I, I have to say, like, there is energy into standing. Like, you, I don't, I mean, unless you just have all the time in the world. Yeah. Like, you know. You can't stand more you than one re- Realizing that word is like, yeah, like you, it's 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 a it's a lot of work. So yeah, I, stand I, I probably don't even think stand so. Whitney Houston. I'm a fan of yeah, Whitney Houston. Yeah. I'm a fan of Elaine Stretch. I'm a fan of a lot of the people we talk about on. But this Beth podcast. Miller's on our full on Google alert, and yeah. like you know, Nick and I will text each other at any time of the day to be like, yeah. peep this new thing that we've we've found been going on and, to fan websites, including mm-hmm. like bootleg Betty um, mm-hmm. for. Our entire lives. Yeah. As long as the internet's been around, we've been going on fan websites. Now, with Cher, I realized while doing the episode, I'm not a stan. I don't know that much about Cher. I'm 
I'm a share enthusiast. Like I love share. I have a passion for share, but I'm not rabid when it comes to share. Well, and that's really not share's and here. that's not share's fault. It's not like that share is lesser than. It's just right. like what my particular taste is. Like I love her, I revere her. She is a goddess warrior, perfect angel. <laughs> I would say I'm a fan. I would say I'm above an enthusiast to a fan because she is kind of I, I can go down the share hole and stay there for a while mm-hmm. uh, uh, doing YouTubes and bootleg concerts. And mm-hmm. um, so I would say I'm a fan. And I'm, she actually, which is um, lovely, uh, soundtracked a uh, kind of chunk of my New York life mm. uh, when I uh, lived in New York. There was, a, there was a couple of her albums that I had on cassette because I was trying to be vintage. You uh, were really trying to bring back cassettes. Real like, trying, yeah. And then cassettes are fucking back. I mean, kids kids are making cassettes all the time. Come on. Um, but, yeah. So she, so she kind of, she, she kind of, she, she um, which I think is really important when you connect to music that is very meaningful to a point in your life that you, mm-hmm. that, that, um, uh, and, and for, for, and that's kind of how, like, that was my connection to her. Also, obviously, I loved her movies. Um, da, 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 da. So, yeah, yeah, I would say I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm not, like, a, hardcore fan right but i am a fan like i i um yeah i get down i would call myself that but i love that we're making the distinctions i think it's really interesting it's really cool like it's it's cool to think and enthusiast we should think of a better word for the next step under fan but um i would still spend i still like spend i like go to see share movies i would go to a Mm -hmm. share concert all of that um but because i am not rabid i was able to i think at the share show be really, really excited in that first act. I wasn't like... Yeah, this is your take. Yeah, I wasn't like so committed to the like the vocal arrangements that I'm used to. I know those songs and I love them and I get excited when they play, but I'm not like, it has to be done like this or I'm not overprotective of Cher. I could watch three different women play her and be like, oh great, that's fun and that's fun and that's fun. Whereas if it was like, like like the bed show, I would be so, you know, my heart would be pounding. I wouldn't be able to think. It's like I was telling Jay at intermission when I watched Fosse Verdon, because I'm such a Liza fan, the the very talented person, whoever it is, who plays Liza in the episode of Fosse Verdon near the beginning with the astonishing Michelle Williams, who's going to win uh, lots of awards for it. Um, Miwi. Miwi, our Miwi. Um, this woman who played Liza sang Maybe This Time and decided to do some like riffs that are not in Liza's arrangement. You would have thought somebody would, like had pissed in my... F- what is it? No, go my- ahead. Piss in your butthole <laughs> and in your mouth and in your ears. Make it graphic, babe. You know me. You would have thought, yeah, someone like... Someone bombed your apartment. Someone bombed my apartment. Someone raped my inner child. <laughs> because I ruined the rest of the entire evening with just yelling about, just try to do the, just do the fucking vocal arrangement like Liza does it. You know how Madonna recently was um, being interviewed and she said she felt raped? I need you to get on Twitter about this, about this like one riff in first Fosse Burden and be like, my childhood is raped. Because of it. Go ahead, honey. I, love, I, love, I, I think you're going to get great responses. I love how much time I took to think of that metaphor. Yeah, you did. With probably the worst one I the could have come up with. The worst one, which is, I was like, make it graphic. And Nick's like, raped my child. Oh, I'm oh, sorry your life is ruined from an FX show. And it represents, no, but great. But that's how enthusiastic yeah. I am about 
Dame Liza Minnelli's right. work and her performance in Cabaret. I uh, my I guess my fandom only extended not only extended so far as that I was I was I I I, I did not look up the um, songs. I did not look. I didn't look up the soundtrack to this. So I was kind, kind of was coming show. in blind to the share show, right? And I was just a little anxious that some of my favorite songs were going to be performed, and I, I didn't really. Yeah, it was an inter- it was a really interesting song song selection for the show, and I there was like kind of two that I was anxious for, and I got Wad, and it was performed you like. <laughs> Bananas! Like you were anxious for it to be in the show. I was anxious for it to be in the show, and then I got one of them that they performed in. I will say probably one of the most fucked up, crazy numbers bizarre I've ever ways. seen. Most bizarre ways. And then I didn't get the other, and that's and, fine. And that song was one of the songs that I really wanted was um, "Heart of Stone," mm-hmm. and share in her life and in this place in her life was going to leave Sunny, and so uh, she calls up Lucille Ball. To figure out how to be her own woman in in a life where she was always been supported by a husband. And then Lucille Ball comes out and sings Heart of Stone to her <laughs> to encourage her to leave Sunny. And and the person playing Lucille Ball does like Lucille Ball's kind of affectation um, on the song. And whew, it, it, it was a real roller coaster. And I just, because I actually, I think that came out in intermission. Did that? It was like right after intermission. Right after intermission. So I had told Nick, like, I really want this song to be played. And almost instantly it was. Like I it's and, like, be careful what you wish for, children, because <laughs> you might get it, just not at and, all how you expect it. And it was a little also a little overwhelming <laughs> for you because you are a Lucille Ball fan. I and, and I am since childhood. Kind of probably my first um fandom was with Lucille Ball. Yes. I would say, yeah. And Which I've never said on the show. Isn't that funny? Yeah, that is Another fun. thing we never and said on the show. Also, it was played by Emily Skinner, who were also deep enthusiasts of. Absolutely. <laughs> she, you know, we, she, uh, Nick and I both had the Sideshow soundtrack in the 90s. Obsessed and with Sideshow. Absolutely obsessed. And I've been obsessed with her career and always wanted the best for her. So there was a lot of things going on for me. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Lucia Ball. We turn the wheel and break the chain. is not a dirty word, you know. Oh, I am cool with ambition, but what about Sonny? Sonny missed his chance, Cher. From now on, it is your show. And this time, you won't just be above the title. You'll be the title! <laughs> Always worked for me. You and I And they, they didn't really even perform the whole song. Like, Lucia Ball just kind of comes out for, like, a minute of the song. It was a little wackadoo. It was, I mean, it, but, god damn it, that's not the whole show. Yes. Like, so that's a great kind of just insight moment. What we if saw, you, yeah. For all of you who missed the share show, it's a Which really I'm special sure moment. most of you. Because <laughs> we, we're talking yeah. kind of from a very privileged place, right, babe? Yeah, right, we babe? Are. 
Burp. <laughs> we are, babe. Um, always talking from a privileged New York, LA, um, coastal centric, winning digital lotteries all the time, privileged place. Okay, but let's set up the share show for everyone who had all of you unprivileged people who did not get to go and see it. It B- goes like buckle this. up. It's really complicated. Buckle up. So it's, we're gonna we're gonna do the matrix so, of the share show. So we share comes out played by the great Stephanie J. Block at the beginning singing "If I Could Turn Back Time" and guess what she does? If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I take back those words that hurt you and you stay. I don't know. The things I did. I don't know why I said the things I said. Pride's like a knife, it can cut deep inside. Words are like weapons, they wound sometimes. I didn't really mean to hurt you. I didn't want to see you go. I know I made you cry. But baby, if I could turn back time, if I could. Wasn't that right? I was like, whoa. I really had to buckle in because, like, you're doing her biggest fucking hit at the top. At the top. Fully. Fully out. The full song. They do the full song. I thought maybe they were going to do the snippet and then they do the full. And Stephanie J. Block is fucking astonishing. And as we would say on Twitter, we stand. No, but we definitely are enthusiastic about Stephanie J. Block. I stand that, that, um, what she has required to do because I rarely sit into something and and at one at some point in the show I was like, this is borderline abuse like because this woman yeah. is on the stage and just working like almost nothing I've ever seen. Yeah, it was pretty astonishing how many songs she has to sing, how many wow. costume changes she has, um, how much dancing she does, how uh, athletic the track is for her in that show. So she comes out and turns back time and invites her two younger selves called. Babe and Lady, and her name is Star. So that's like the three phases of Cher's life. The three, and Babe is like naive and married to Sunny, and Star is like sassy and salty. They're like Star has all the one-liners, and I was like, oh, I guess that was a moment of Cher's life where she was, you know, she used to go on Letterman a lot of the time, and she was real sassy to Letterman. She was really sassy to Letterman. You can go on YouTube and watch all of Cher's, like... Uh, funny interactions with Letterman. They have like all these clips. Anyways. She talks about it on Rosie too. I don't know if we have that clip on our Rosie episode. Oh, also we did a Rosie episode. Go back and find it and Rosie O'Donnell, download it, rate it and subscribe (laughs) to the podcast and and write us a review. Um, Yeah, she talks about it on Rosie too. It's funny. So there are these three um, versions of Cher and they are like, we're going to take you through our life together yeah and 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 i feel like that's kind of inspiring because you know there's a uh, i would say like there's a good number of these kind of biopic Mm -hmm. uh musicals and and movies and 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 normally they kind of just do a kind of chronological like they'll have a long young actress play part of the role and then right it moves into the older actress every all of these actresses are always 
on stage on, mo- on the whole show. Yeah, it's like a sh- it's like a Greek chorus of yeah. shows personality <laughs> talking to themselves. Uh-huh. And and they constantly helping each other. Yeah, and they're constantly like talking about talking to themselves and which was motivating actually themselves. like the very the thing that was very moving to me about that from the jump like I had just come from therapy uh. and <laughs> this is like a, totally an overshare that I'm probably going to cut. But no. Jay had just arrived um, from LA that day, uh, yesterday, and I had gone to therapy. And in therapy, my therapist was, we were talking about old habits and things I'm learning now. And my therapist asked me to, like, myself now to talk to myself then. And we had had this whole, and I was, like, very confused and resistant about it. And because I thought it was a stupid thing to do. And then he, like, eventually, like, coaxed me into, like, working on that. And then to see Cher do that in the show made me be like, Oh my God, this is so moving. That's like what the whole plot of the share show is. It's like this idea that your older self can talk to your younger self or your younger self has stuff to teach your older self, you know, and that these phases of our lives have something to teach each other and that they're not bad necessarily. They were useful to us at that moment. Can I, uh, I just put myself in the, in, in your therapist's office and (laughs) I just talked to my younger self. Do you know what I said? What'd you say? I said, you're actually a lot skinnier than you're going to be in your later life. So enjoy it because you get fatter. Like you think you're fat now, you get fatter. So like, honey, like relax. We need to start a charity or a hashtag called hashtag it gets fatter. Or hashtag you had medium shirts. Like you wore a medium, sweetie. You're okay. Like that's a gift. So yes, I have, thank you, thank you for doing therapy for my younger self. You're welcome. But I was literally in the audience being like, "Oh my wow. god, my therapist wrote the share musical." It is. It was. It was. It was actually. I. I. I did find like. I mean, this is like such a fizzy kind of musical and just such a silly musical. But really, like that was a beautiful kind of aspect of it. Of of like all of the of all of share all of shares lives. Yeah. Helping each other get through these moments and kind of being like, really, like I kind of the message I feel like was it gets better and yeah and and share being like it's you're going to be okay you will persevere through this yeah and we will find like another mountaintop to get to even mm-hmm. if we're in these valleys and mm, they really do highlight that share goes through peaks and valleys peaks and valleys peaks the rough and, and the smooth yeah that it, and the first act we loved right the first act was a total bob yeah once you kind of settle in i mean it is so silly oh so silly so silly so silly and i like we said we had these great tickets some of the best tickets i've ever had in my life amazing seats it's really bright they really do really really bright lights but they like bop through so many great it's like a vegas hits. act it is kind of like seeing a vegas show and that goes back to like I had that thought too, like, oh, because I'm not like a diehard, like a diehard share person, I can just flow through this. Yeah, and 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 the first half is a really kind of tight whirlwind production, and it starts off with as as a very young share riding like a on a bike, tricycle, on a tricycle, talking to her mama Georgia, who's like a big part of also Cher's played life. by Emily Skinner. Georgia Holt <laughs> so, is yes. played by the diva yes. Emily Skinner. It's divas on divas being moms of divas. Yes, and I didn't know. So I didn't know Emily Skinner was going to be in the production Me until either. I sat down and looked at it, and I was fully like, gas, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, fully gas. I was like, okay, like 
I've never seen Emily Skinner live, so just that alone for me, yeah. I can I, I can die happy. It was um, a huge deal. Yeah, she has so deal. many wigs, and she takes young Cher to see Cinderella at the movies, and they find a song called A Dream Is A Wish Your Heart Makes. Didn't expect that. Didn't expect that to be a recurring Didn't theme. expect that. Want to know how much Cher spent on that? Right. And, and, and really wanted to be like, wow, so that was important to you. Because it yeah. comes back. Uh-huh. A dream is a wish is like, it, it comes back at the end. It's to be a recurring like, theme. Because you had what? a dream, you had a wish. Because what makes you strong? The song. The song will make you strong. Make That's you, George's advice that's to share throughout the thing. The song will make you strong. Mm-hmm. That music will keep you strong. Also, guess what? Marry a rich man. Also marry a rich man, which is the best advice that I've never taken in my life. That's what I would say to my younger self. You always made a joke about marrying a rich man. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. Yeah. Like, I, like I can't get it done now. I Me actually, too. I, mean, I love you, Billy, but yes. Get it done. I had a couple opportunities I didn't take. And there you go. I had no opportunities that I could take, but I would say put yourself in the position to make your heart of stone and (laughs) marry a rich man. Per Georgia's constant telling of Cher. And of course, like we all know, like Cher's greatest quote to her mother when she says, uh, you need to marry a rich man. You know, what does Cher say? I I am a rich man. man. And Stephanie Block lands it so well. Stephanie Block's Stephanie J. Block, apologies. Ms. Tony Winner. Tony Winner. So deserving the win of that Tony. She does this share impersonation that is so good and so herself and so consistent. And not distracting. It's not like no. I'm watching like a drag queen share, like really doing all the mannerisms. I mean, it's like she's got the voice, she's got right. the look, she's got the I mean, the no wigs. shade on Chad Michaels, who does the greatest share impersonation Absolutely. of all time. But I don't think Chad can sing like that. Not to my knowledge. No. I don't no. I think there are very few people on the planet who can sing like Stephanie J. Block. What a weird um it's gymnastic performance. It's to extraordinary. See. And because I've seen her other things. Right. And it's not like that's she's how she's a she real sings. veteran, right? Do we yeah. all know who she is? Because she was the Falsettos. original well, she was the original Wicked. No, she got she was before Idina. Idina oh, took really? she workshopped that role. Oh, she workshopped the that. whole time. Look, Queen, until Broadway. You're, on, you're on the fucking message boards. I don't know that shit. I'm telling you, I'm not she, a wicked queen. She worked. Um, I know she eventually did it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she originated the role of Alphaba, and and then when it went to Broadway, they took Idina, and she was her understudy. Oh, that's so fucked she up. Is not fucked up. So mm-hmm. she's always been kind of in the wings to um, really get this breakout role, right? Well, I mean, she was the Pirate Queen. She also was in the musical of Nine to Five. She uh, was in the original cast of that, and she was great. She did the revival of Falsettos, which is fantastic. I'm sure she did a million other things. But but and 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 and, oh, and but real just terrific, but real veteran, and really, and then she won that Tony. And my goodness, like, yeah. is that not such a deserved? It's a, it's a real, it's a real triumph. Oh, but who are we just loving though? We, oh my gosh, y'all, we saw a star in the mist in the making, Michaela Diamond, who plays the young babe. She is so. Fucking great! It's, you know what? It's like, and I just love those moments where you're where you're sitting there and you just know you're seeing someone. So Michaela's story is she was um, going into her freshman year at Carnegie Mellon mm-hmm. for their musical theater program, and just kind of randomly she did this audition uh, for the Share Show. Yeah, and got and it, got it. And, and she's so young, and so young. She sounds on "I Got You, Babe," which she sings with. 
Oh, you're giving me shivers. With Jared Spector, who plays Sonny Bono, who's great, and he has this crazy high tenor. The, but That's she, like, a crazy performance. Yeah. They say we're young and we don't know. We won't find out until we grow. Well, I don't know if all that's true. Cause you got me and baby, I got you. Babe. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. They say our love won't pay the rent. In the spring, I got you to wear my ring. And when I'm sad, you're a clown. And if I get scared, you're always around. So let them say your hair's too long, cause I don't care with you, I can't go way too much focus on Sonny and like they don't really let him be a villain because the younger one Babe played by the great Michaela Diamond is always like we can't be mean about Sonny and I'm like yes you can like Sonny was a real fucker to you and stole all of your money and like I wish they would have been a little bit meaner about Sonny Bono but a little whatever. bit hard because he he, he died He's by dead. hitting a tree so he hit a tree while skiing um, so <laughs> I wish they really, the I wish they really knocked that dead man down a couple pegs because <laughs> yeah. But their duet of "I Got You, Babe" together is so beautiful, piercing, haunting, evocative of the original. But their voices are so big, and you forget what a big voice Cher has. And I'm telling you, it's she. She shines in, in not just her voice, but she shines in presence. I mean, mm-hmm. the girl is a. She's a she's babe, but she's also going to be a lady star because it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah that that was super that was super super thrilling to be like yay I I was there when you mm-hmm. know I was there when you kind of kind of started she's she's got something super special going on there and then the middle one lady is played by Teal Wicks who's also great yeah really great they um you know Nick and I were still talking about this. They don't give Lady so much to do. She's kind of no. she's kind of in the well, she's kind of in the middle of I Cher's can't really life. I remember like what like her main song was. Like I said, she was kind of in the middle. Well, I'll tell you, and I want to listen to it. What? Um, I re- I, I it's not it's a it's a duet with her and um, Star Bang Bang. I thought that was really beautiful. Oh yeah, the Bang Bang was really the Bang good. Bang was really beautiful. Like uh, like like we said, the 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 multiple personalities of Cher come out to support. The, whatever the current share storyline is mm-hmm. with song and the bang bang is great because it's all about my baby shot me down and it's about like Sonny not 
you know, like that he had, Cher realizes that he stole all of her fucking money and that she doesn't own Cher Enterprises, which is a thing that fucking happened to Cher, which is crazy. Read your contracts, kids. Just read them. Like, I oh, know. Oh, that's weird. They keep, but the member Cher couldn't read. I know. I can't read. Cher can't really read very well. She was very dyslexic. <laughs> she was very dyslexic. I'm laughing. I'm very dyslexic, kids. I wasn't supposed to, you know, when I was evaluated, they said I was going to be on a sixth grade reading level. Mm-hmm. So. So that was... So Bang Bang was Bang 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 becomes this thing between uh, Star and Lady about I can't believe that Sunny did this to me, mm-hmm. and it's really beautiful and that betrayal is very haunting. He shut me down. Bang, bang. I hit the ground. That awful sound. Bang, bang. My baby shot me down. First half, really tight, really beautiful. I think we both kind of felt similarly about the second half. Well, wait, first, the end of the first half is my favorite. What is Favorite moment. The end of the first half, they do Song for the Lonely. It's really incredible. So they break uh, all the shares, they, they're now like a collective they. Um, They break up with Sunny and are looking at like what does being alone look like and they sing shares fucking post 9-11 banger song for the lonely which if you've never seen the music video for get on it kids it shares real commitment to cgi and it's a great song and the three of them sing it it's really that's something that i love beautiful and haunting and the stage is bare and it's just the three ladies together and it's because like are you lonely or do you always have yourself oh both that's um something that uh i love um you saw rocket man right i love when they do when they're doing these kind of uh, uh, musical biopics and they're obviously um, highlighting this person's life through song that they don't go chronologically with the songs like they put right. the, they put all of the catalog and kind of mix it around and kind of surprise you mm-hmm. they did that in Rocket Man with um, I Need Love and like bizarrely this whole family singing the that song was my favorite part of Rocket Mine too. Man I Need Love was the best part Kind of beautiful. It was really beautiful. Um, also because Gemma Jones was in it playing the grandma, like singing I Need Love 
beautifully, and I love that grandma. And I love Bryce Dallas Howard as the mom. I did too, actually. Good she job. was good. She's coming Bryce? for that crown. Okay, Bryce, if this is where you're moving to, I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you for like character actress yeah. realm. Give give it to give me. it to also, me. Also, that Black Mirror episode was so amazing with Bryce Dallas. Give Howard. it to me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, song for the lonely. This at is the end. a song for the lonely. Can you hear me tonight? For the broken-hearted, battle-scarred, I'll be by your side. And this is a song for the lonely, when your dreams won't come true. Can you hear this prayer? Someone's there for you. This is a song. For the lonely, can you hear me tonight? For the broken-hearted, battle scarred, I'll be by your side. And this is a song for the lonely, when your dreams won't come true. Can you hear this prayer? No more You don't have to look no more Also made You know what it also made me think of? What? Because you only need yourself You just Who am I going to cheer on? Who am I cheering for? Myself Who else cheers for themselves? Me For you What? me Me and you And also who cheers for themselves? In one of our one of our favorite movies of the entire season, Diane's Diane. Oh, Diane, da- Auntie Diane, Auntie Diane. Palms. 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 Palms taught us to cheer Palms. for ourselves, and you, I I like to think that Cher. You gotta get out there and cheer. You gotta get out there and cheer. Cher is sitting at Palms and being like, "I wrote a musical about this, babe. <laughs> <laughs> it's my life, babe." Um, you know, that's, that's just the like cinematic parallels that I like bring in. That's why you guys listen to the show. This is why you download the show and rate and review it every week and follow us on Twitter and Instagram is for these great insights. Um, uh, the, so the other song actually that I wanted them to sing, and it's my favorite share. It's yeah, it's my favorite share song because it's I think like the message is kind of um, an anthem that I live by. Was um, we all sleep alone. Mm. And I really, at multiple times in the in the show, thought they were going to put that in because that's kind of a the message that we were just talking about. That's one of Cher's main messages, yeah. and essentially that song. If y'all don't know, listen to it right now. You can't get it on the musical because they ended up not singing it. Um, uh, is essentially being like you need to be really good with yourself because at some point you only have yourself. Yeah. And it's super, super important to, like, love yourself in that way. And hearing that as a kid, I thought that was just such a, you know, you always hear, like, the, mo- the, o- the most important thing to do is to be with someone and, and be loved by someone. And yeah. the song was, to me, like, wow, I really love that idea. And I've always 
really always rocked that rocked with that idea that like you can't really be with anyone until you can fully be with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's like big. Sh- and that was kind of a big thing of that concert was mm-hmm. like Cher really learning to be with herself and get through kind of these toxic relationships and keep moving keep listening to her two other <laughs> alter egos yes it's it's really good quality to be able to be with all three yeah. of yourselves at any given time yeah. so then act two so act two so if act one was a bop act two is kind of a flop for me yeah it was messy it yeah. was super messy um act one was just so tight it was really tight like once you kind of sink into what you were seeing it like flowed and moved and the dancing was beautiful and the and it just it, it just really everything was just kind of syncing up and I just think maybe they spent a lot of time on act one and kind of didn't quite know what to, where to go in act two well also it seemed like Cher pulled her punches like all the dark stuff that has happened to Cher all the low times that she wanted to explore she didn't like she let us know that they happened but didn't tell us why right so they go through her fabulous um, acting career in one song the beat goes on and Babe sings it and which were, we're it was really random but so random give me Babe like, like we, Babe was great it was fun but they just like bop through her movie career like they bop over Silkwood with just the single line Mike Nichols is at the door and then all of a sudden you're like Silkwood oh and then she's nominated for the Oscar and the beat goes on the beat goes on Keep pounding a rhythm to the break. La di da di di, la di da di da. How you fellas back me up, would ya? Broadway's always been the rage, uh huh. Look at me, I'm on the stage, uh huh. Oh, to be happy in your work. Share one. Fast. Why? What happened? Cause there's Mike Nichols standing at the door. Did you say Mike Nichols? Uh-huh. And he offers me a movie role. Uh-huh. In Silkwood. And the beat goes on. You get to Not see all of these doesn't. Oscar looks, which are so fabulous. Oh, and in Act 1, there's an amazing Bob Mackie number where you get to see all these gowns and frocks. That was... Truly divine. That is like one of my, on my top five most divine moments of just, uh, yeah. you could not ask for a fucking gayer, camper, ca- campier. Just, and you know, yeah. you love Cher's costumes, you you love Bob Mackie, and then they gave it all to you. All. Ooh. Just like, boo. Yum, 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 yum. And Bob Mackie's character dancers. played by Michael Barisi, who's great. Yeah. I hope I pronounced his last name right. Um, but yeah, they just popped through that movie career so fast, and then all of a sudden we're in 1992 and she doesn't she's like having a slump and she, they like totally chalk it up to it. um uh, I slept for two years <laughs> yeah they actually share she, she, no one thinks about sleeping with share because the bitch doesn't sleep but like she must really felt that she needed to express that she needed some sleep <laughs> because they mention it a lot in the show and then yeah. and then and then yeah act two is just this kind of um kind of muddy thing about how Cher, and like, yeah, of course, like, there was, like, anyone, like, anyone in, in, in her profession and who has reached her heights, like, obviously, like, there were points where Cher maybe wasn't as relevant as she wanted to be, but they, 
They weren't that many years. I mean, like Nick and I said, she did Mermaids in 1990. Yeah. And then it was only eight years later when she got this mega, mega hit. Believe. Believe. And during that time, she was still releasing records and she touring. She released It's a Man's and... World. She was touring. And they also, like, there's this whole scene where they do the thing about, like, Cher doing infomercials for a hairspray. And they attach all this shame to it. Yeah, you had such a good take on this, babe. Like, they babe. would attach all this shame to it. Like, oh, the... You know, like she, Stephanie J. Block has to do this line where she's like, I know it's not an Oscar, it's just a fucking can of hairspray. And you're like, pardon all of our bad share impressions on this episode, please. Um, but I'm like, share, that's not Cher's vibe. Like, Cher has no shame about that shit. When Cher had like a catalog selling like couches and blankets and outfits and candles, she didn't have any shame about She's it. She's doing like, it. Fuck it, I'm Cher. I'm selling hairspray. Like, fuck you. I need to make my money. I need to make my nut. It's my check. Like, I don't Leave give a the- fuck. It's probably good hairspray. Yeah. She did, she did um, workout videos. So did fucking Jane Fonda. Like, yeah. it's like... It wasn't embarrassing to but do these things. Cher like, doesn't have embarrassment about. I don't know why they attach this weird shame to it because Cher's superpower is saying "fuck it," and like I'm doing it. Like everyone else can do it too. Like everyone else can like you know have great hairsprayed hair and learn how to work out. Exactly. And so yeah, like people were very critical of her at that time. Like that was true. Like people really kind of dogged Cher. Dogged Cher for a while. Dogged her. For altering her look, for pop, for doing plastic surgery, for doing infomercials, mm-hmm. but the what was so powerful is that she wrote rose above it constantly, always, um, and in the in, in in the way the musical was kind of saying that she did, and of course, what does it end? What does it, what does it end with? You gotta end with what? What do you always have to do? Believe, believe. If you believe in life after love, I mean, there's also like an earlier part they do believe a couple times, but then they do the full out full out believe to close out the show in like an arena spectacular version and the quick changes mama so many quick changes for stephanie j block give her an additional tony give her additional tony for her just i mean the girl is in no less than like three thousand outfits during so good and two hour show i supposed to do sit around and wait for you will i can't do that there's no turning back Woman's World. They do all of Cher's like dance hits from the late '90s, early aughts, yeah. and like like show us like all the different world tours and the farewell tours. And the lights get super bright. Put your sunglasses on for the last five minutes of this, or don't, or or yeah, or just go blind because it is pretty fabulous. They obviously end on a pretty fabulous note, and so. also like Stephanie J. Block just being like, "Get the fuck up and dance, bitches." 
And everyone in the audience like gets up and like starts dancing. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, when you get to do that at a Broadway show where it becomes this kind of like live actual concert. Yeah. It's great, and you get the the great, um, my favorite awkward white people dance move, which is called clapping. Um, oh, so many, so many, like, grandma at a wedding hip swirls were going on, including by me, because I had been sitting. I actually always have, like, I'm always vaguely uncomfortable in those Broadway seats, in those Broadway house seats, yeah. you know? So I'm, like, always trying to, like, readjust. I'm now used to the, like, real comfy, you know, all the movie theaters are like, fuck, no one's coming, let's get them a recliner to make them feel real <laughs> fat them, and lazy. Charge them $55. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so... Um, so so I, I did get up and I was like, ooh, I'm creaky. I feel so old. Dancing to believe. Um, that was fabulous. That was part of the whole night. We walked great. out with our heads, heads held high. Heads held high. Yeah, Nikki and I love this kind of shit. We so. had fun. It was really yeah. great. I'm, um, congrats on the closing, everybody. It was such a fun show. Um, and we're also not done yet because we have a little game. Well, what, well, yeah, I want to ask you a question. Ask me a question. So, okay, so Cher had three personalities. Mm-hmm. Nikki, baby, who are yours? What would they be named? What, 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 who plays you? Who plays you in well, your life? Well, the casting process is going to take longer than we have on this podcast today. Um, but Not for me. Bette Midler plays all of mine. So. <laughs> Bette Midler plays. Okay, um, mine are all played by Mary Kay Plays. So oh, boom. I'm going to start crying. <laughs> mine are played. Stop it! Mine Don't played do that by, to me. No, I can actually really cast mine. It's Mary Kay Plays, <laughs> Kathy Bates, and Frances McDormand <laughs> play all three parts of me. And I'm super That's happy That's your coven. Okay, what are the names of your three people? Okay, so my three people are skinny, smoky, insane. <laughs> insane is a lot. No, sane. Oh, oh. that's. An, I haven't reached there yet. That person oh, okay. hasn't come yet. Yeah, I'm like, somewhere between uh, smoky and sane. What am I going to meet? Sane. I've met skinny and smoky. <laughs> I haven't yet met. I was sane. so skinny when I was in. Uh, at Interlochen and at Juilliard, I was so fucking, such a skinny twink. That was like so my early New York vibe. And then I smoked a million and 17 cigarettes in my 20s. That's what gives you this kind of low and smoky voice that you enjoy on this podcast every week. Tell your friends about it and tweet about it. Um, and now, no, I'm getting to sane. I'm talking to you about my therapy. I don't smoke anymore. I quit smoking. I'm trying to move towards a place of relative sanity. So, yeah, those are my three. Right. And I guess at the end, you want to be, you know, be at a kind of a higher place, right? Yeah. 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 And I don't want that to be, I, it's not necessarily a star place. That's not what's important to me. The point is being. You've taken your life experiences and, and you've. not be completely insane a at mess. the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. What are your three, babe? Well, okay. So yours was skinny. Mine was budgie. <laughs> because that was a nickname my mom had for me. Yeah. 
Which I'm like, hmm, what does budgie sound almost exactly like? Pudgy. <laughs> <laughs> it was her budgie. So, if that, so that didn't give me a complex at all. Um, and then my second one was faggot, because mama was. Talk about school. Was is such an interesting verb. Mm. <laughs> I, I think I toned down a tidbit. And then, this is a weird one. I, you should have fucking told me you were going to have like such a good ending. So oh, Mike, this you. one's stupid. Um, but my third one is theory he he made an oopsie. Um, <laughs> That's so long. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, in the gay community, some people, like, there's, like, a fairy community, and they have, like, names. I'm not real. I'm, I have no association with them. And, like the radical fairy movement, Yeah, right? they kind of make me a little bit gaggy. It's very 90s, but, you know, let, let them do it. It's kind of fabulous, too. And so I was with a friend once, and I said, my fairy name is hee-hee. Like, like, as a joke, like, when you make a hee-hee. And then, I don't know. And then I just thought, but I also make a lot of oopsies. And so, like, I'm just this kind of old clown. Like, I imagine being this, like... Kind of old, silly the clown on the clown. bench. Yeah, that that's like, true. Yeah, that makes oopsies. And like, that can definitely play that one. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be a good part. I, I mean, I imagine I'm I'm a kind of can you tell Barb's a kooky kind of guy, and <laughs> and um, I always kind of thought like I would like kind of like get into like my J Crew adult phase. Um, but I'm pr- I'm pretty sure like I'm gonna just have a trajectory where I look like, um, like a uh, uh, art teacher uh, in high school that lives in Woodstock. Yeah, you know I'm pretty sure like that. That's probably that's your vibe. The more vibe. So yeah, fairy mm-hmm. he he made an oopsie. Yay! Y'all write into us. Tell us about what your um, what your life musical would be like. I'm so curious. Yeah, I want to know what your life musical is like. What are your three... What is your babe, lady, and star names? Yeah, Tweet at us fun. that. But also, what is... When they make the Bette Midler musical on Broadway... What's your idea? What's it going to be? Like, do you have a framing device for it? Do you have I an did. idea? I did. I came up with it last night. What is that? Oh, you think... You want me to go first? Cause I do. I went first on the last one. Yours is better. Um... <laughs> I kind of thought, and this is kind of canned, and I feel like they've done this before, but I kind of thought in the 90s, Bet Bet kind of had reached like her echelon um, with Beaches in 89, and then she kind of had a run, She had and she had all of these hits behind her, and she, her career was really high, but then she did a real, she went to a real big valley, and she kind of kept making these bombs of movies that no one was seeing, and, and then she uh, went and tried to make fully her own movie called For the Boys and she put all of her heart and energy into it and people just unfortunately didn't see it. Um, so she decided to say fuck it all and take back her career and and for the first time in 10 years go back on, go back on, on tour. On the road. Yeah. On the road. Exper- uh, to, on a tour called Experience the Divine. Actually, you know, really kind of summing up her career. So I thought maybe it would be a, uh, the musical would be a behind the scenes of preparation for that concert. Oh, um, and 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 kind of getting ready for it, and kind of reexamining her life because really that concert kind of did that, kind of looked back and, and at all of her yeah. songs. Yeah. Oh, that's a great frame, yeah. babe. I have goosebumps. So, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks, son. Okay, yeah. That that would be my idea. My, I mean, I have a couple ideas. I'm still in a deep workshop phase, and I was so <laughs> just afraid right now you were going to steal mine. <laughs> um, but you can have any of these for free, and we won't sue you, we promise. Um, and thanks for listening to the pod. But um, I want a For the Boys frame. 
I love the movie for the boys. I don't think it gets its due. And I love Bet in the end, in the beginning, in the end. For the boys has this frame. She plays this singer named Dixie Leonard. Oh, okay. Who's really old, and she's like, like in uh-huh. her nineties when the movie starts, and she looks back on her life. And an interviewer comes to old Bet Midler's mm-hmm. house and is like, "Yes, I want, I, I want, I want a, talk. a full For the Boys frame. Mm. I want like young. old Bet Midler like sitting in the house with puts a young her, fan. Puts on, puts on her LP. Puts, puts on her LP. Um, puts on. Do you want to dance? Divine Madness LP. Or not Divine Madness. Divine Miss M. LP and like puts on Do You Want to Dance and they start dancing and then we like go back to 1972. Who now I have goosies. And I also have this other weird idea that we'll probably cut out of town but that we somehow have Dolores DeLago as a narrator. Oh, one of her, so that's one of her iconic characters that she always brings on stage. Who's a mermaid, who's a land-loving mermaid who is in a motorized wheelchair. She could, she would be a good narrator for your version too. I actually think that that would love. I think that would think that that's such a hoot. Yeah. To have like Dolores DeLago kind well, of I think like all of lounge acty All of her narrating. characters kind of have a different um, entrance to it. Like Sophie Tucker is there. Like like all of her characters are the main characters in the show rather than the different versions of Bette's life. It's like Vicky Edie and Sophie Tucker and Dolores DeLago and Dixie Leonard and Cece Bloom in conversation with each other. Right. Like yeah. everything that we kind of know her for, are, they're like telling. Like, like Cece, the Bloom, story. Cece Bloom sings all the 80s songs. Right. You know? Right. And then maybe Miss M does all of the 70s stuff, you know? And then maybe The Divine. Let's get a producer behind this. Stuff. Come on. Come on someone call me Scott this. Whitman. Pro- call producer in. Scott Whitman. Call in. This is act- Share did it. So can Bert. Bitch. Yeah. Thanks, The Share Show. Thanks, Bet. Thanks for people who make musicals about divas' lives. Thanks, divas. Gays are happy about it. Yeah. That Put was them fun. on tour, though. Like, send out a tour so that gays who aren't in New York can see them. Yeah, the production's pretty big, but I, yeah, but put that on tour. I on mean, the road. Yeah. But I mean, that, I can see that being a big Wouldn't it be amazing if they town. did a tour with Share as Star? Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Battle Angels, thanks for listening. Um, oh, also, this um, episode is coming at you on Jason's birthday, oh. August 6th. So everyone uh, send a happy birthday to Jay. Or send me dick pics. Oh, no, no. no. I don't like dick pics. I love underwear pics. Ooh. Send me pics of you in your underwear. I find that so sensual. Or you can Venmo him, or you can send him a Casper mattress. Oh, yes, yes. Or you could just fund my damn life, honey, because I can't. Mm-hmm. Or find him a rich husband, like Georgia Holt always told be him. Be my rich husband. You could be his rich husband. Yeah. yeah. I'll do anything. I will do anything it's for true. you. It's true. I've seen it. Yeah. Um, thanks. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a dark like, ending. You like, Jason a happy birthday, and I was like, here's some, here's some creepy, un- <laughs> uncomfortable things I want. Picks <laughs> of you in your underwear, or letting you know that if you're my rich husband, there's not... That. Even one thing I wouldn't do (laughs) to be taken care of. That shit is so dark. Yeah. And it's real, too. So, okay. Listen, but take care of yourself um, because you know what? We all sleep alone. We all sleep alone. And you know what? You got to (laughs) believe. Just believe that we're all going to sleep alone alone. and have a great week, you guys. We love you. Bye, babies. Bye, Battle Angels. Bye. Sooner or later, we all sleep alone.
Tear you 